Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. I'm Doug Fain. Glad to have you along again on this Saturday morning as we continue to learn more about people, places, and things of Jessamine County. Well, today we're going to be talking about a fellow whose name is very well known, not only in our county, but all over Kentucky and, well, all over the United States and even some places in the world. His name was Ricky Corman. R.J. Corman and his son Jay will be here in just a moment as we remember his dad, Rick, and what he contributed to our community. Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you as we learn a little bit more about our county and the people and the places and things that are involved. Today I'm uh, privileged to have with me Jay Corman, who is the son of Ricky Corman, who names probably one of the most recognized names, not only in our county, but in our state and across the country for that matter, because of his business that he had with railroads. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. I appreciate you coming in, and we're going to learn a little bit more about your dad and your family and, and what all's going on, even today, as the company continues to thrive and doing what it does. First off, if you can, maybe we need to talk a little bit about your background as far as your family, your dad's family, and how it all came about. Sure. I wish I had found it, but I have a picture and I will find it someday and share it with you, that was made back in the 20s of your great-grandmother Lucy Corman and my grandmother Dixie Rohr, and they were dressed, believe it or not, in flapper dresses with the old-time hats. They evidently, back when they were young teens or, or young in 20s, they knew each other and they hung out together. It's a really funny picture if you look at it. I will find it and wow. share it with you. But I know that both your grandparents, great-grandparents, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Carl and Miss Lucy, uh, were from here and been around here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, they their home place out around the Jessamine Station area where your dad lived in yeah. Yes, yes. Well, my dad grew up about a quarter mile from where the uh, shop facilities are now, Mm -hmm. right on Jessamine Mm -hmm. Creek. And their parents, um, my my mom and pappy is what I call them. Right. They they grew up right down from... from the shop right on Jessamine Station, my whole family basically yeah. comes from that street. Well, now, Carl and, and of course, Carl farmed, I believe. Is yes. that, that was his main occupation. Farmer. And, and Lucy was there working beside him just as hard, yeah. I'm sure. But now there was three kids, I think, that came out of that uh, union, if I'm correct. It was three sons, is that right? Uh, three, yes. Okay. And then one That's of correct. the three car, and of course, it was, uh, uh, Carl, Unc, mm-hmm. that we know, and then there was Clay, but then there was Jay. Yes. And that was your granddad, yes, who you are named who for. Who I'm named after, yes. And sir. in fact, I think if you go down Jessamine Station past where Ricky lived when he died, on towards the original place where the shop was. Yes. In that little road called J Station? J Station, yeah. yeah. J After Station. your granddad. It was, yeah. Yeah. Now, he worked for the State Road Department, I he believe. He did. He did. He was a farmer as as well, but mm-hmm. he worked, uh, he drawed a paycheck from the state. And a long time, I think, as yeah, far yeah. as I can remember. Really nice. I'm not sure how long, but it was. Yeah. So, out of Jay, now Jay was married to who? Who's Ricky? Maudie. Maudie. Mm-hmm. And was she from here? I believe so. Okay. But out of that came two children. Yeah, Sandy and uh, yeah. and my dad, Rick. Now, before we get a little bit more into Rick, let's okay. let's mention Sandy, because Sandy's still around. A lot of people in this county know Sandy mm-hmm. and her, her husband. And um, 
Adams. Jerry. Jerry, yes. Who works for your company. He does. But Sandy, for those that don't know, uh, is the owner of our local Zaxby's. She has some, I think she's got one Harrisburg, what, Frankfurt, maybe Richmond. Frankfurt, Richmond. Yeah. And Danville. Yeah. A lot of play. Very successful mm-hmm. with that business. And Sandy's very good in our community. We appreciate her. That's your aunt. Yes. But your dad was, now, was he older than Sandy? He would, yes, he was. Okay. So your dad came along and, and went to Jessamine County High. Mm-hmm. Typical Jessamine County boy running around here, just probably getting in trouble like all of us did. Yeah, he missed 105 days of his senior year at <laughs> Jessamine County High School. <laughs> but he graduated. He graduated. Well, yeah. Was it just because he was working? He or? was on that back of, yeah. Yeah. Working. So he got into it pretty early, I guess he, he did. Yeah. He did. He uh, worked for Clay. Yeah. His uncle was a teenager. Yeah. And he got into uh, construction work mm-hmm. when he was a teenager and continued uh, on throughout high school and then after he graduated from high school. Now, he just knew that that was his life. Yes. I yeah. guess early on. He knew that's what it was. And of course, it led on into other things as far as the railroad, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. Before we do get down that road too much further, tell us about your brothers and sisters, Ricky's children. Okay. Uh, the oldest being Amy Page is her mm-hmm. last name now. Uh, she was born on 7-7 of 77. Really? <laughs> I can always remember her birthday. <laughs> so she'll be 40 years old this year. Was Amy have occupation? Yes. I, well, Amy um, works uh, part-time up in Lexington. Mm-hmm. She has a master's degree from EKU okay. Okay. for uh, economics. All right. So she's smarter than me. <laughs> and uh, then there's RJ, uh-huh. who's the next oldest. And he lives in North Carolina as the dean of a flight school down there. He's a pilot. Really? Now, you mentioned RJ. Was Your dad was RJ. Mm-hmm. Was your granddad J RJ? I'm I'm not sure. Okay, no, that's one I don't know. I know I don't, I'm not sure of my granddad's middle name. Don't know if he had a middle. Okay, name. so your your brother RJ did he go by that? He, yeah, he's, Richard Justin. Yeah, he's in the, he's in the piloting, and I mm-hmm. guess did he take that from your dad's yeah. uh, interest in it? I think you know he got his he had his commercial license by the time he was twenty two. Wow. And so he started. He started young, yeah. yeah. And then, and uh, as a flight instructor as well, and he just loves to fly. That's Do you? Fun. No, no. That's one thing you didn't get into. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> didn't get into flying too, too much. I uh, I don't have the love for it that he does. What made your dad get into it? Do you know? Did he just want something he wanted to do? Oh, he believed where he was traveling and doing the construction work. Mm-hmm that he was doing he believed that he could use the helicopter mm-hmm. um, for work and as a means to get around much much quicker to jobs was that the first thing he learned to fly was a helicopter uh, he, he learned to fly a fixed wing but yeah helicopter yeah. was the first yeah. thing he really flew he was mainly a rotor yeah. pilot but now he went on to fly bigger planes than just that didn't he no no oh, did he, he stick uh, to that he, stick, he stuck to the helicopter really he, he piloted the helicopters until his uh cancer would not allow him yeah. to, to keep going with his medical card 
And, and that makes a difference. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to be in good good shape to, to be in the air like that. But a lot of people, when going by, especially the new place now, you're able to see in the glass the, mm-hmm. the jet and the, the different uh, aircraft that are located there on the, the bypass. So we got Amy and we got RJ. Keep we got going. Amy and RJ. Then uh, I was the next one mm-hmm. to come. After me, I was born in 86. Then Shauna was born in 88. Mm-hmm. And my younger sister, April, was born in 89. Now, what's Shauna up to? Shauna's in law school. Really? Yeah, Shauna's going to be a lawyer. Good. So she's going to be smarter than me, too. And then, <laughs> well, and April? <laughs> April um, April graduated from Tr- Transy uh, University and... She is working up at the office right now. She's in charge of our events that we do. Oh, okay. All right. So what have you done with your life? Before we get to your dad a little more, tell us about you and your family. Well, I got uh, my wife, Becky, and Mm -hmm. and two kids. I got Katie, which I delivered right here on the farm. Really? (laughs) In the uh, front seat of our car. (laughs) We didn't make it to the hospital. Wow. So... She was born on uh, right beside the barn out there on the family farm. Was that before, I have to say this, was that before or after the ambulatory center out here? That was that was after. So yeah, even with the first place, first place I took her was that <laughs> hospital. And that was that that was shortly after her grandfather passed away. And yeah. I, I remember looking up there that uh, his name on that hospital building think man I'm, I'm so glad this is here <laughs> yeah and and a lot of people if if you are are maybe even if you do live here but if you don't uh, we have this center out on the bypass, and you will see R.J. Corman's name on it because he was very, very instrumental in helping make sure that facility was located because we didn't have anything like that in this county forever. And I remember uh, uh, Tim talking at the dedication mm-hmm. about how many stoplights yeah. you had to go through to get to St. Joe, and uh, it's amazing. And I'm glad. That's kind of nice that, that you were able to take your daughter to that. Now, your other child is— My other child, Ricky. Mm-hmm. He's a— uh... Richard Edward, we call him Ricky, and he was just born in December of this last year. Oh, so brand new. Brand new, yeah. Great, congratulations. Thank you. So what are you doing? Are you involved with the company? I, uh, I'm i the chairman of the trust that owns the company, mm-hmm. and we have regular meetings, and are, all of us trustees are very much involved mm-hmm. with the um, operations of the company right now. So this was a trust your dad set up before he died to mm-hmm. make sure that this company continued in a good fashion and took care of all those employees. Yes. All right. Let's revert. Now we know about Ricky's kids. Let's revert back to Ricky. Ricky uh, got out of high school, had already learned how to do all this construction stuff. And, and I remember one of the first things that I ever saw, I guess, and, and recognized with Ricky, uh, and I've seen the picture more than once, is when he was able to, to use the backhoe to get up on between the was between the train cars or something like that they use it to climb up on the rail car yeah which was pretty amazing uh the feat in itself but he yeah. just loved to do that kind of thing didn't he he did he it was his passion he really he really enjoyed just the the aspect of how much he could accomplish mm-hmm. within a day of whether it was building a track yeah or unloading cars he really just enjoyed the uh physical work in general now when he went out on his own when mm-hmm. he when he had his own company was mm-hmm. it was it in railroad to start 
It, w- it was his first job. Yeah. He got doing uh, crossings for a tie gang coming across okay. the railroad out here. And he w- went out there, worked all day, didn't do a thing because they couldn't get any train. They couldn't get any track time. That train's running. Mm-hmm. And he told me that he didn't think that there was any way he was going to be able to make a living out on the railroad because mm-hmm. he couldn't ever get the time to work until the foreman came up and said, no, we pay you whether you work or not. And he said, this is the business for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And you know, you don't think about it, Jay. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't just go out and start your job when you want. You got to make sure that there's no locomotives coming down that track because they still have to do their work and get things delivered. They're they're who pays you. That's that's pretty amazing. All right, so he starts out doing that. Kind of take us down Mm -hmm. the road in the progression of the R.J. Corman Railroad Group. Started out doing that, and then he got a job unloading uh, rail cars. He was the first to climb up in the gondolas, like you were mentioning, Mm -hmm. and unload the train cars with his backhoe. And they were so impressed by that 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 was the method they used to get ties out of the cars Mm -hmm. after that. And, And he had much more work to come. He started a train derailment service up in Toledo, Ohio, soon after that wanting to clean up train derailments and get into the emergency mm-hmm. side of it and start a few more divisions out of uh toledo and so first came the rj corman railroad construction which um, is what he used to do the car unloading and mm-hmm. maintenance on the tracks then came the rj corman derailment services now all of this started down the road from jessman station mm-hmm I guess for listeners' sake, folks, if you've ever been to or seen the fireworks, it's down the road from that. That's a good way to just people know that. Mm -hmm. Go on down the road in the curve there, and that's where you guys started. And and of course, it's still there, but that's that's the part of it. That is. So he went on to Ohio, and then I guess with the derailment and with, I mean, it just became nation. You know, a lot of work all over the world. Nation, then, didn't it? I'm sure. Well, um, before that railroads cleaned up their own train derailments. Mm-hmm. Railroads really did most of the work themselves. Mm-hmm. And this was a time and era where they were starting to subcontract out a lot of work, even some of the short lines, mm-hmm. and which is how I got into the short line business, mm-hmm. to other contractors to be more efficient. Okay. And so they really loved my dad's company because he had a, like I say, he had a passion for it. And he was a lot more dedicated than than some people mm-hmm. that were doing the work mm-hmm. at that time and made sure the work got done right and got done efficiently. Yeah. And, of course, that business still goes on today, I guess. It does. And, and you don't think, Jay. I mean, normal people don't think they hear on the news that a train has wrecked. Mm-hmm. And they don't sure. think any more about it. But, folks, I mean, according to what's on that train especially, I mean, this can be some dangerous work, making sure that's all cleaned up. And, you know, if if cars fall and it's full of stuff, whatever that stuff is, that's got to be cleaned up and it's a big job. Mm -hmm. It's because you've got to clear that railway, I'm assuming, to make room for other trains to come through, too. Yeah, it's like a fiber optics line. Mm -hmm. Any uh, minute that that rail line is down, uh, the railroads are losing money. Right. But a lot of people didn't realize, I guess, how many trains were derailing uh, throughout the country. We were only one of two companies that did train derailments. 
which you had us out east, east of the Mississippi for the most part, and then Holsher out west. Mm -hmm. And we cleaned up at the peak of our derailment company uh, about 300 train derailments a month. A month? A month, Oh, my gosh. Is there any? You may not know this. What's the reason for all of those? Uh, it's many different reasons, but one of the reasons has kind of gone away. Why I say our peak, which was um, probably about ten years ago, uh, coal trains was so heavy and they were so mm -hmm. hard on the track that when we were running coal trains left and right out of this country, they would damage curves, they break rail, mm -hmm. uh, it do a lot of. Um, damage that you really couldn't see yeah until the next train came that's like yeah. 300 a month that's yeah. just amazing that's a, that's mind-boggling yeah that's, and that job in itself that business in itself probably could, could would would suit most people just mm, doing that yeah. but that wasn't enough for him was no, it? No. He, he goes on take us on down the road he, what he other liked, things he liked to diversify yeah so he uh, got into the railroad short line business, which he bought a short line down in Memphis that ran from Bowling Green to uh, to past Clarksville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. uh, Cumberland, Tennessee is where it, where it ends at, and also Bargetown, which was his first one, mm -hmm. was where's where the uh, Bargetown Mole Kentucky Dinner Train is, was the right. first rail line that he ever bought. And then he acquired 500 miles of track up in Pennsylvania, which is our largest okay. short line. Pretty good. That's pretty good track. 500 yeah, miles. That's a lot of a uh, lot of track to keep. Yeah. Keep uh, going. When he bought the short line in Bardstown, did he buy it thinking that he would do a dinner train? Because that's kind of unique. Or did that just kind of evolve? <laughs> that just evolved. No, that wasn't the reason. I mean, the reason was for the freight. I don't think he ever wanted to be in the restaurant business, and he <laughs> joked many times and told people that that was the one business that he couldn't make money. That <laughs> 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 just continuously lost money. Yeah, but if we can break even with the dinner train, we're happy, and it's a great uh, promotional item. It's sure. great for our employees. All our employees get two tickets uh, sure. a year to go out. Yeah. And uh, take their family on it. And if, and folks, if you've you've heard of it, I know. But if you've never been, it, it, put that on your bucket list. It's it's an enjoyable. We've been fortunate to go one time, and it's enjoyable to go. And it's not only fun to ride the train, and the, the food is excellent, guys. I'm telling you, you will not go away uh, disappointed at anything to do with the dinner train. It's very easy to find. Just go online, my old Kentucky dinner train, get your tickets, and go. It's nice. And they even have the special things. Like at Christmas and Halloween, they and all do. They have stuff um, too. mystery dinners. Yeah, um, where they hire actors that come on there and mm -hmm. kind of do a uh, a mystery train. They have uh, Valentine's Day specials. They have Mother's Day specials yeah. coming up and. A lot of fun. Yeah, they do. So he does a dinner train. He's got the short lines mm -hmm. going, and, and, and the company just gets bigger and bigger mm -hmm. and bigger. One thing that he does here in our county that is is plain to see is he decides to, to build a bigger place, yes, and he goes yes. to the bypass, and that's where you are now. That 
you know, Jessamine Station is great, mm-hmm. but there's only so much you, much you can do out there. Yeah. And that so, was a big decision because we moved into Nicholasville. Yeah. We got to pay Nicholasville taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's part of it. That's yeah. right. Built that place big enough to hold his aircraft. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. a lot of people may not know this, actually has a runway, which connects from bypass, I guess, over to Jessamine Station. In fact, uh, isn't there, I think there's a gate to come out through there over close to yeah. the house, isn't there? There is, yeah. It cuts, it cuts right through uh, yeah. to the hangar. Yeah. So so kind of making it to where it's really convenient and as a business owner and, and a, as big a company as this is, you know, wasn't wasted time to go to mm-hmm. Lexington Airport. You know, let's get it done here. So he was yeah. able to do when, that. When he moved the, uh, you know, the depot that sits on mm-hmm. Nicholasville Road, it used to sit on Jessman Station, as you know, and when he was looking at moving the depot mm-hmm. from Jessman Station over to Nicholasville Road, I told him, I said, there's no way you're going to drive that thing over to where Nicholasville Road is because mm-hmm. you either had short shun to go down. Which is not easy. Not easy. Or you had the bridge at uh, Jessman right. Station, the railroad bridge. Right. And he said, I'll get it, babe. And I said, I, I, know, he, uh, I know he can't do this. So he took off the porch and they drove that building right down Jessman Station, I said, I know that he cannot make it down that, uh, you know, through that <laughs> right. railroad bridge. And I'm driving back down Jessman Station. I see that depot going right down the runway. <laughs> oh, took, yeah. He took it right down the runway. He done thought way ahead of me because <laughs> he outsmarted me on that one. I, I thought for sure there was no way he was getting that over That's there. That's amazing. And I'm glad that he was able to mm-hmm. take that over there to be a permanent part. And to remind not only people, but him, where I started. It, yeah. it tied the past to the present, and that yeah, was cool. Sure. Really cool. How many employees do do you have? Now, I'm not just talking about out here. I'm talking about total. For, the total. Uh-huh. We have a little over 1,600. Wow. Yeah. And they're spread from where to where? Pennsylvania to down? They're spread from uh, Tucson, Arizona, to up to uh, upstate New York, mm-hmm. and down uh, south to Atlanta and uh, Louisiana. We have, right now, we had just started, uh, about the time of his passing, had just started um, a switching company mm-hmm. that we have 25-plus locations around the country now. Now, the, the where the, the depot used to be, down in the curve, mm-hmm. down where you, you, if you ride by the place with your windows down, it sounds like a train yeah, with yeah, the way right. he's got those things set mm-hmm. up. And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Go sometime. Just go around that curve, take your window down, and listen. But is it used now for? Uh, is that a parts? Like that's our shop. That's where we work on all of our mm-hmm. um, equipment that comes in and comes out. We yeah, maintenance all the equipment. We have a welding shop where we can build just about any part for mm-hmm. any piece of equipment. And it's a, that metal shop is is terrific. It is a class A. Mm-hmm. Um, act over there it's really really neat and we also do a little bit of our locomotive building Mm -hmm. over there we Mm -hmm. also build locomotives yeah wow something you mentioned in one of you things you just said and i want to emphasize this you said the word employees and you you gave tickets to the dinner train Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing that i that i'm aware of Ricky Corman took care of his employees in a lot of different ways, and it wasn't just giving them railroad uh, dinner train tickets either. It was taking care of these employees. Because I remember one time being down at 
the old Jessamine Station location. I mean, he had people cooking lunch for those guys. Sure. Seems like he had a gym. Yeah, or, we do. And I know it's your new place because I've seen it. Uh, bicycles that people can ride. Of course, Ricky was, was big into taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. He was health. He ran uh, marathons and all that kind of thing. But one thing he did from what I know and from what I've seen, uh, he took care of his employees. He, he realized that was what made him. He did. He, uh, he took care of his employees. Before it was popular to take care of your employees, before Google and Yahoo had all these facilities mm-hmm. where made working uh, made working not so miserable. Um, he was ahead of the curve there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it was just like with the fireworks that I mentioned a while ago. Uh, I, know, I remember telling him one time, he called me one time. He was nice enough that he would give some tickets to, mm-hmm. to different organizations and our office and different ones. And I told him one time, I said, you know what? I said, I do appreciate these. I really do. But you make sure that you're not giving us any that would take away from your employees because that's what yeah. it was for. He originally started that all for the employees, didn't he? He did. We, uh, we started for the employees, and he made sure that the employees were taken care of uh-huh. first. Uh, with the 4th of July, we even had the employees come at 3 before we'd even let guests in right. at 6. And should, and should. They deserved every bit of that. And I guess employees came in from all over the country for that thing, didn't they? They did. They came in from a, yeah. from a wide uh, a wide range. And last year was our last year that we had the company picnic right. on the 4th of July. Right. And the reason being was because we got to the point that it was a very public uh, event and mm-hmm. we could not make it as employee um, oriented as what we wanted to and you should because they deserve it it is an employees and, and they're important we're they're, still going to do yeah. the fireworks right this year and they're going and we've increased the budget of the fireworks they're mm-hmm. going to be bigger and better than ever mm-hmm. for the uh for the county but we're going to do our employee picnic in september yeah it's a little bit easier for our employees to get there in september one one of the big issues we had was a lot of our employees liked taking fourth of july camping trips Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. family vacations around that time and we don't want to take away from that. that's right no, that's good. We look forward to seeing the fireworks because i know they'll be great he really liked doing that didn't he yeah he did he really did one day we were out there, and I can't remember what the guy's name was, but there was a fellow that did music that's, that did a lot of rockabilly singing, oh, yeah, kind of like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, Jason D. Williams. That's Jerry Lee that Lewis's son. Son. Yeah. And I remember talking to Ricky while we were out there, and he just was beaming that this guy would come and sing, and he was so proud. He said, man, he yeah. was just tickled to death to hear this guy and how good he was. Ricky, you know... The fireworks was one way that he could give back to his community. Even though it was employees, he did give back. And a lot of people took part of that. And Ricky did a lot of other things for the community, too. And the company still does. But I know I just the other day on TV, I saw a promotion uh, for the the run for Chrysalis House that's mm-hmm. coming up. And yeah. a lot of things, in fact, we just have been announcing um, the Taste of Jessamine County at your all's hangar and and a lot of organizations that the rj corman group has supported uh for years whether it was little league baseball or or all kinds of different ones and still do but he he gave a lot to this community that he called home i mean this this truly and will more specifically in that area of the country that was home that was it it it, it is it was um home for him that's where 
the most important thing to him before he passed away. Um, he told me many times he got treated up in Boston for his cancer. Mm-hmm. And he told me many times that I do not want to die in Boston. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to die in Nicholas. I want to be home. And we got him home about, I'm going to say, 24 hours before he passed away. When did he find out he had the cancer? Do you remember the year? Yeah, I do. I remember the month. Uh, May, this this month of 2001. So 16 years ago, and he found out. And, and tell us exactly what kind it was. It was a multiple myeloma. Which is the bone, is that correct? Or the blood? It's a bone and blood cancer. Both of them. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it affects the bones and spreads through the blood. It's a, a very rare and very... Very tough cancer. To well, I was going to ask. I, I'm not. I don't think I've ever heard there was any of this in your family anywhere. I mean, it was not a genetic thing, was it? No, no. It's uh, not that we know of. I mean, they're not sure really yeah. exactly where he got it. But it happened, and the, and I think the thing about Ricky, he wasn't going to let it beat him. You no. know, Ricky lived a long time because, well, yeah, he had good care, but his attitude was a lot of it, too. And without that, you know, attitude mm-hmm. is, will help heal you, folks. But he did. He was determined that he was going to try to lick this thing. And he, you know, I'm assuming that because it was so rare and so bad, for him to live, what, 16, well, what year did he die? He died in 2013. So, so 12, 12 years, years. Mm-hmm. was a long time. Yeah. To, to for anybody that had that disease to go through it. I mean, is that correct? It, it, it was. Yeah. And, um, and the stage that he was in, it, he definitely outlived where most people mm-hmm. would be at. His doctors were continually amazed mm-hmm. by his progress year after year. But he kept going and he kept doing, and he didn't stop to the point that got one of those uh, snow machines and, and mm-hmm. skiing in his backyard, I think, is the best I can remember. But still doing the running yeah. and then participating in those runs. And he was determined, I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life to its fullest. And I yeah. think he did. He really did. I mean, he... It, I never seen the cancer really stop him. Yeah, from doing anything right. that he wanted. To yeah, do. he has done so much for our community and and so much for his employees and and his name is known uh, a lot of places. A lot of things that people may or may not know. He probably was one of the first people from this area that met Coach Cal because uh, <laughs> I think he was yeah, summoned to to bring him up here or the story goes yeah him and luther uh, deaton which yeah. is a very close friend of his and right. the uh, chairman and president of central bank they went down to memphis and mm-hmm. picked him up and brought him up here to, <laughs> to nicholasville kentucky that's where he first landed and i remember uh, we had on our program once before jay uh, i did a show on clay tankersley okay and yeah. all his barber shop and he was telling us about the time that somebody broke in and stole all the basketballs, all the basketballs. And, and he was able to get them all back and uh, with the exception i think of the one for cal and i think your dad got that arranged to where he could replace that one too yeah he did yeah he did. a lot of good memories of ricky corman if you if you could speak for him and if, if Ricky could be asked, what one sentence do you want people to say about you after you're gone? What do you think it would be? You know, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I think, like he had told many people, he always just tried to do what was right in life. Mm-hmm. And he would mm-hmm. hope that he did what was right in life and left the world a better place than uh, than it was when 
when he got to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was very good to a lot of people. A lot of people remember him and miss him. And uh, he was he was very good to this community. I appreciate you sharing this with us today. Time goes quick, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it does. does. And there's so much more. If you want to learn more about Ricky or the company, uh, just very easy to find. Just go to Google and put R.J. Corman in. You can look at their website. Some really cool pictures on there about things that they do. You can even see a picture of him in that backhoe uh, climbing on the cars. Uh, and all of you can learn about his life a little more there too. And we wish you guys the best. It is hard to lose dad's what I meant to say I have, and it's tough, uh, yeah. especially one that you're with, like you were mm-hmm. and your brothers and sisters probably were too, but you're involved in that business. And I know, I know that you work very hard with April and, and the rest of your family to make sure that business continues like he would want it to. And the nice thing is, is, and this is nothing, this, I guess, is probably one of the biggest compliments that I can give Ricky, because I know he had this all set up to continue. Yes. Once he left us, I mean, it's gone on without a hitch from what I can see as a public person. Yes. It's just gone right on. And it's not that it's not that you didn't need Ricky. It's just that Ricky was smart enough and savvy enough to make sure he did what needed to be done to make this thing go on without a hitch. Yeah, he was a big, you know, he was he was the uh, head cheerleader, as he called himself. Right. But, you know, he always told us, one monkey don't stop the show. Yeah. <laughs> and he wanted uh, to make sure that this company prospered. Mm-hmm. Not only... Not only survived, but thrived once he was uh, gone. Right. And it has. And, of course, you guys have learned from the best. I mean, you know what to do, and and the work you do is you're to be complimented for carrying on his legacy. And I know that uh, he would be proud of each of you, I'm sure. Well, we had uh, about 1,230 employees when he passed away and today we have about 1650 wow so we have grown quite a yeah, bit yeah you in, have in uh, three and a half years that's cool and knowing that he would be proud and that's great yeah he's still with you yes yeah, yeah he is good luck with the company with your family with this new baby and uh, we were talking before the show, folks. We're trying to get his kids old enough where he can buy him a camper <laughs> so he can, he can go, too. Yeah. But I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, Jay, to talk to us. Well, thank you. Thank you. Anytime. My thanks to Jay Corman for coming in this morning and talking about his dad, Ricky Corman, of the R.J. Corman Railroad Group. We appreciate you coming in every Saturday morning also and learning a little bit more about Jessamine County. We'll do it again next week. Also remind you, I'm on every weekday morning, my regular show from 6 until 8 a.m. right here on Jess FM 105.9.